Begins presented by Coors Light. We'll start our day with Lobies at 10 o'clock that morning on Hills and Dales there. Move up to TD's Tailgate Grill from noon till 1.30. That's on West Husk. And then Falcone's Tavern from 2 o'clock that afternoon till 3.30. First 50 people through the door at each location get a Sandsbury Show pint class. And we urge you to fill that with Coors Light. That'll be a good day. That will be a good day. I kind of forgot about that. I'm glad you reminded me. Uh, how was your weekend, buddy? Uh, I was eventful, I feel like. I feel like there was a lot going on with me uh, and mostly uh, charge basketball, man. It was an action-packed weekend in that sense. Uh, Friday night was awesome. Charge pulled off a big victory. I know there was a uh, packed house and people were excited to be there, but Saturday night really special um, as it was military appreciation yeah. night, and that's always just a cool night to be a part of right there. So, uh, um, obviously, hats off to the Patriot Project. We had Dr. Tim Pavilion on Friday, and uh, hats off to uh, Staff Sergeant Clint Romache, the second Medal of Honor recipient that I got to shake hands with. And like, I don't know, man. I just think that's like, I mean, it's such a, it's such an honored thing. It's such a, you know, it, you know, literally the highest thing that a military member can be can be honored with. So to shake hands with two of them, I, you know, just hats off to everybody that made that happen for me. Yeah, I uh, I showed up just a little bit too late to take a part of like all the festivities. It right. seemed like I didn't get there till about the third quarter. Oh jeez. Yeah, no, it was it was kind of late. And um it, you know, something had happened and I was like, oh, I was running behind or whatever." And so I was like, "All right, we'll make sure you go." And then we were like we were sitting there around the third quarter. I was like, "I feel like all of this is has been done." And so um then we ended up leaving a little bit early. Uh and, and uh but dude, all I did all weekend honestly was sleep and work out. That's all I did. And I needed to recharge the batteries and it ended up being a great weekend. Feeling good about yourself. Yeah, man. Like as a matter of fact, Friday I got out of here really early and uh I went up to the store to buy something else. And and, and I just happened to be walking through Best Buy and I was like, "All right, we'll go past the wireless headphones." Cuz you've been thinking I have a pair of like $35 Alltech wireless headphones and they're sure enough they're $35 headphones is what they are. Right. And so I was like, all right, everybody's been telling me, you know, to upgrade and maybe get a nice pair of Sennheisers, maybe a pair of Beats. And, you know, everybody's got an opinion. These are overrated. These are underrated. These are everybody's got an opinion. So I'm like walking past the display case and I see sets of Power Beats 3s, which are the Beats by Dre wireless, the new ones, newest ones, I should say. I'm sure he's got a set coming out next week. And one of them says two hundred dollars. And the other one says $99. So luckily, there's like a Best Buy associate right there, like at the shelf I'm looking at. And I said to him, I was like, dude, can I ask you a question? He's like, yeah. I said, why are those Beats Power Beats 3s $200? And these ones over here are $100. That's the same exact set of headphones, is it not? And he turns around and he looks at me and he goes, well, you're not going to believe this. But the black and white ones, the black set and the white sets are both $200 because they sell well. The black and green ones and the blue and orange ones are $100 because they don't sell all that well. Jeez, $100 difference there? So that's what I said to him. I was like, dude, you just told me, dude, I'm going to save myself $100 because of coloring? And he was like, yeah. And he goes, and even if not, if we go to the register and these ring up as $200, we have to sell them to you at $100 because they were they, they were at, on that rack. And I mean, we're talking about like, I mean, I guess when it comes to something like that people see from the exterior a lot, maybe that's something you're concerned about, like your car, your house, or even the shirt you're wearing. But like, you're talking about wireless headphones. So like, I don't think the coloring's that big of a deal at all. I mean, there's a little bit, most of the yellow goes inside your ear. 
And then the B on the Beats is like highlighted in yellow. Outside of that, the rest of the headset's black. The wiring's black. Everything like yeah, kind of. So it was. So sure enough, we walk right up to the counter. She like you know scans the UPC thing, and they come up as a hundred bucks. And I was like, well, if I'm getting a hundred dollars off on something that I want. And now all of a sudden, dude, a hundred dollar purchase is much easier than a two hundred dollar purchase. For sure. Um, and I, the thing I'll say about like uh, Beats by Dre in particular, but a lot of things that have that like that big brand name to them, like yeah, you're overpaying for it because it's like you're paying for the for the name. But if you're getting it at fifty percent off, like no, that's a decent hundred dollar pair of headphones right there. Like so, no, you made out like a bandit, man. And they're fantastic. They are so good. Now, I, I, I'll probably address this a couple of times today because a lot of people have been asking me, give us your review. So here's what I'm going to say. There will never, ever be a set of headphones that are loud enough for me. And you lose a little bit of like loudness with wireless headphones. You just do. All right? There will never be a, a set of headphones loud enough for me. These are close enough. I was going to say, I think a lot of headphone companies don't, they intentionally don't make them. They don't want to be sued. Right. They don't, they don't want to be responsible for your hearing loss. For your hearing loss. Right. They don't want to be sued because that's the culture we live in today. I turned these up too high. It's obviously Dr. Dre's fault. And, but that is part of what they do. And they sound amazing. They're, they, they're over the ear, which is nice. So they don't slip. They don't fall out. I did an hour and a half workout on Saturday, an hour and a half yesterday at the gym. I had no problems with them. Absolutely used them all three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the gym. And there, that was the one of the best $100 purchases I have made in a while. I don't know if you'll be able to find more sets. I think they only had about four sets and I got mine at the Best Buy up here on the strip in North Canton, but they were, that was an, a, a phenomenal deal. It was like one of the best things I bought in a while. I, I thought, Honestly, on my way home, I was like, you're going to regret this. You're going to get them out of the box. They're not because you can't try them in the store. So, well, I think that's crazy. You can take the you can take the covers off the headphones, like the part that goes in your ear. They, they as a matter of fact, Beats gives you seven sets when you open them. Would you be OK buying headphones that, you know, somebody else had in their ear? I hole? wouldn't buy them. But to be able to have a display set where they take them off, much like I said last week, like when you when you go into a shoe store and you don't have socks, they give you little things to put on your feet so you can try on the shoes to know whether or not you want to buy the shoes it's a 200 dollars piece of product like at the end of the day you should find a way for people to be able to try that so the whole way home i thought to myself i'm like uh, i don't know but then i got them and then i tried them in the house they were great went to the gym tried them they were great went outside in the backyard hit the sandwich for a few times they were great doing that it was honestly for a hundred dollars that was a fantastic purchase got plenty to do today we'll talk to scott from waiting for next year.com we'll do that at eight o'clock also have tickets for warrant and jack russell's great White, that's on the 23rd at the Hard Rock. We'll get you into that. We also have tickets for the Canton Charge on the 13th versus the Lakeland Ma- uh, Magic March, I believe is what they're called. And we have a four-pack of tickets for the Tadmore Shrine Circus on the 25th. That's at the Civic Center. We'll get you hooked up with that throughout the show. More Stansberry Show on the way next on Rock 106.9. Healthy Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, what's going on? You got Stansberry here for the CSE Federal Credit Union. I obviously am a Stark County resident and I have been a CSE member since moving down here about four years ago. And one of the reasons is because CSE is 100% local. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out these tickets to see Warrant and Jack Russell's Great White. That show on the 23rd. At the Hard Rock. We'll get you into that around 7 o'clock this morning. 
888-7625, the number you'll need on those. Keep them with concerts. I'm looking online right now. I was curious whether or not Metallica sold out. It did not. Has not sold out yet. No, there is quite a bit of tickets available. Expensive-ass seats, right? So it looks like the floor mostly sold out, uh, except for like resale options, and people are selling their their GA floor standing room only seats. The most I'm seeing right now is six fifty per ticket. Yeesh, six fifty per ticket. Um, it looks like upper level and like uh, like one sixteen lower levels are like three fifty. Upper section of one sixteen is more like two ten. And it looks like you can get like 250 in like sections 230 and and that, like all the way up in the middle of like whatever Loudville used to be or whatever. Now, tickets will obviously continue to sell. And as it moves closer, I'm sure you it's know, a year away. You, 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 got, you got plenty of time to move stuff. But man, oh man, dude, I'm a little surprised. But those are expensive ass tickets we're talking about. You can get a VIP meet and greet, two tickets and VIP meet and greet, five grand. Wow. Wow. Yikes. I mean, honestly, and not to like, I'm not trying to insult the rock audience here, but like, is that out of the price range of, of like, not only the average Metallica fan, but like, uh, now because, dude, they're the biggest band in the world. And like, they're the biggest rock band in the last like 30 years. And so, like, dude, their fans are going to, it's not Five Finger Death Punch. Do you feel like, Nonetheless, as we sit here with tickets this expensive and this amount of tickets moved, you still feel like it's an, inev- an inevitable sellout? It'll sell out. Okay. Yeah, eventually it will sell well, out. Once you get to the point, if you're selling out the the stadium, then it doesn't matter what the t- you didn't overcharge for tickets. Yes, if that's the case, if you move all the tickets available to you, you can charge whatever you want exactly. for them. I just I, if 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 you know if you're playing to a half empty queue, it's going to be like man, oh, maybe should so. should move that price point down. And that's why it's been a that's why they announced them a year out, is so you can plan and so you can save the money and so you can buy them now and over the next year you'll recoup your money. You won't even remember it and you'll go there and you'll still spend two hundred dollars at the merch booth. They're not done. They know what they're doing. And like I said, I don't really have a lot of sympathy for the concert buying audience. I really don't. We stole the arts for 30 years. We ended music. Uh, we ended the music industry, essentially. We ended it. We ended like the whole you know, profit for, for album mentality. We, we got rid of it by stealing from them. Stealing. Do you might as well walked out up to James Hetfield, reached in his back pocket, and stole his Citibank card. That's what you did. That's what we did. And so these artists are going to recoup their money. These companies are going to recoup their money. And the, where are they going to get it? From the thieves. And so if you want to go see the show, you're going to have to pay the money. I'm all for it. I'm all for an artist charging whatever the hell they want. If you can get it, charge whatever you want. Price people out of your shows. I don't care. Uh, well, at the end of the day, if you sell out, it, you can charge whatever the hell you exactly. want. Like, I mean, that's what it boils down to is if you can move the weight, then, you know, go ahead and buy it. Like <sighs> Lower level, 125, two tickets, 1,200. Wow. So you're talking like 600 a piece. Wow. Then. I don't see. Here's my thing: is that is Metallica worth that kind of money? If you're a fan, yes. I mean, honestly, they are good. They are very, very, very good. Okay, but my problem is, what's the set list going to be like? Like, am I going to pay you six hundred bucks to sit through half of Hardwired to self destruct? Because I got to be honest with you, now I'm pissed. Now I want my money back. But if you give me, like, if they told me we were going to come out and they were going to do Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets cover to cover, I'd be like, dude, here's your six hundred. 
I um I I mean I I don't know if I can if I can justify at this point as I'm sitting here looking at it like well you get to spend six hundred on Metallica tickets um but it, it, dude that just it's just it's just a high price point dude that is it's I mean, it's high it's 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 almost intimidating where it's like at least when you talk about hey I'm gonna spend six hundred bucks or I'm gonna spend three hundred bucks on Rock on the Range tickets for the entire weekend that's like dude you're going down there and you have three full days of yes, music a better where value like, where it's like this just to me feels like oh my god for how what am I gonna get out of this two and a half hours it, it, it's a better value I, I i would grant you that but here's why it, how expensive it is is really crazy name me another band that could charge anywhere near this i, I like like a, a hard rock band like i know like at the eagles and like when those like when those legacy acts start coming back around tickets can get crazy although i don't think tickets to see the eagles were 600 right, i went right and I can't remember. Like, dude, I went and saw Page and Plant in 96. I think my ticket cost me 60 bucks. I mean, dude, like, it doesn't get any more legendary than those I mean, two. that's what I was going to say is my last Metallica ticket was probably 60 bucks. 60 to 100 bucks is what I'm going to say the last time I saw Metallica I spent on it. What did I spend? And I mean, like, that that's to me, like, all right, man, that's that's a worthy concert ticket right there. You talk $600, that's a lot of money. Man. It's a lot of that's money. a lot of money. But, but let's put it through this filter. Okay, Cedar Point has just raised their adult ticket price. This coming season, an adult ticket to Cedar Point is going to cost you $72. Right. Now, Cedar Point's there every day throughout the summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Metallica comes once, twice. They haven't been here. By the way, dude, Metallica hasn't played Cleveland in a decade. So, I mean, there, there's also that, where it's been almost 10 years since they played. So, so there's that, right? So it's it's like the well, I better go see it while it's here. I better go. I better. I, and so that's built in. Now seventy two dollars for Cedar Point again. This is where I'm going to look at the ticket buying audience and be like, you got to suck it up because I don't think it's that crazy. I really don't. When you start, when you take a Cedar Point ticket at seventy two dollars and you start to pair it out versus other things you do and spend money on, take two kids to the movies. What's it cost? The movie's two hours long. You're going to be at Cedar Point from sunup to sundown. If you do it right, at least you can. You don't have to, but you can. You can show up there really early and turn the key. There, dude, that ticket is good for the, for the amount of hours they are open that day. Um, I, I'll agree with you. I think amusement parks are going to be expensive. There's just no question about it. It's, it's, uh, dude. We're talking about like you know um, steel roller coasters that are throwing you through the sky. Like there's a little bit of like, yeah, you know what? I, I'm okay with not spending you know seven bucks to get in. They here. turn you upside down and you don't die. Yeah, like there's a little bit of like, all right. I mean, that's probably worth you know paying an engineer something. Um, I, I you know, I, I just feel like at least with that though, you're right. That's an all day event. Metall- you're there all day. Metallica's two hours. Hours three three hours three, three hours I bet is a say I bet I bet I bet Metallica set is no opener two forty five I bet is the set all right all right so two okay. and a half two forty five even let's give a generous three three hours two hundred dollars an hour is a lot of money for any form of entertainment to me dude and a therapist two hundred dollars an hour could fix a lot of your problems a lot of them six hundred bucks a ticket I'm trying to think of a band like. 
if you would have asked me as a kid if 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 I would have paid six hundred bucks to see the original Kiss lineup before they came back, the answer would have been yes. Well, of course. I mean, you're you know the answer. Uh, the answer would have been yes. And if I change your if I change your financial picture right now, if I said Stansbury, all of a sudden you're making a quarter million dollars a year, you're going to be like, yeah, pff, of course I'm going to spend that. But how many people are truly in that situation? I think I think there are people who make more money than what we realize sometimes. Yeah. And I think honestly, do pe- again how many shows are going to be in Ohio? My guess is not that many. So you're probably going to drive draw people from Columbus and Cincinnati and like all these other areas. And you know, even down here where it's like, I mean, obviously the show's right. in Canton, but you're an hour away. I mean, so obviously you're going to get people to go. But now, like, but now add in. Well, travel costs, hotel costs, and now all of a sudden this Metallica show is going to cost you a ton of money. But again, again, I'm with the band on this. I'm with the band. You, you could have kept buying $15 CDs every two years, every 18 months, every two years, and saved yourself a ton of money, or you can spend 600 bucks to see them. How good does Napster and LimeWire and all that stuff look now? We were a bunch of thieves that walked up and stole the wallets out of the back pockets of artists, and now we want to complain about how much they're going to charge us to play live. It's a ridiculous It's a ridiculous system. They have to recoup this money. I'm with Metallica on this one. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Warrant and Jack Russell's great white tickets up for grabs at 7 o'clock this morning. 1-800-243-7625 on those. They're playing uh, the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park on the 23rd of this month. We'll get you hooked up at 7. Once again, man, the Roxino just bringing the heat. Always. Bringing the heat right there, dude. Always. We are uh, we are pro-marijuana legalization here at the Stansberry Show. We uh, We talk about it quite a bit. And so every now and again, what will happen is, is people will send me stuff and go, you know, you're a little bit too, uh, too open to this idea and you never talk about like the downside of it. Okay. All right. And there will be some downsides to legalizing marijuana. There will be, there were some downsides to legalizing alcohol, but look, here we all sit. Right. 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 So there we go. So there, so ultimately I feel like what's the difference? Let's just, let's go. Right. But a guy sent me an article over the weekend and I believe he was guilty of reading the headline of the article and not reading the bulk of the article. This out of the New York Times, where they're saying, where pedestrian deaths are up, is marijuana to blame? So you see what's happening here? More pedestrians are being hit by cars, and they think marijuana being legalized is part of the reason why. Okay. Okay? Okay. Pedestrian deaths in traffic accidents have reached levels not seen in years. And a safety group is out to figure out why. They have identified several possible causes, meaning that marijuana is not your sole cause. They claim digital distractions and an increase in people driving. Now that the economy is starting to rebound more and more people going back to work, there's more cars on the road. But they did say, now look, now marijuana may play a factor in this. Over the first six months of last year, Pedestrian fatalities rose sharply from a year earlier in states that had legalized recreational marijuana. But they say here, we are not making a definitive cause and effect linked to marijuana. That's Richard Redding, a traffic safety engineer at the Sam Schwartz Consulting, who was the author of the study. He says the data, however, is a marker for concern. It may be a canary in a coal mine, an early indicator of things we need to address. Pedestrian deaths are far higher, sorry, 
than a decade ago, both in sheer numbers and as a share of the traffic fatalities. In 2016, the last full year which the Safety Association has data, 6,000 pedestrians were killed, 16% of the overall traffic toll. To me, it just screams cell phones. It just screams it. So, but they wanted to look at states that have just legalized recreational marijuana between 2012 and 2016. Okay. Meaning Alaska, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington. Jesus, I had to take a breath in all those states that have that, that were listed that, that legalized marijuana. <sighs> when you got to do that in between a sentence, it means that there's a lot of them. I don't know what we're waiting on, Ohio. In Alaska and Maine, pedestrian deaths are so few that any changes may not be statistically sufficient to identify a clear connection to marijuana. Even in Colorado, a 12% jump in pedestrian deaths meant the total rose to 37 in six months. Okay. So 37 people died in the first six months of of that year. Yeah, that's something that people need to keep in perspective when you start throwing percentages around. Oh, it's a 200% increase. Well, that means it went from one to three. (laughs) So like, okay, calm down. They say here, I'd be cautious about drawing a direct link to any potential cause. I think it's a combination of both. I do. I think recreational marijuana is going to play a role in this, but I think it's people high walking around looking at their cell phones. I'm stoned looking at my Twitter feed. Next thing I know, I walked into traffic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we saw when cell phones first came out. You no longer see this anymore because everybody's on their cell phone so much that now it's not just like the young girl idiot down the block. But when cell phones first came out, remember, they were showing you videos on the news of people walking into the fountains at the malls. People were walking straight into the fountains by accident because they weren't looking up from the screen. And sure enough, the news had us all scared that we were all going to walk into waterfall, water fountains. Do we? No. No, we don't. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, it, it's fair to, like, look into this, and it's fair to, you, you gotta know. you got to study everything. And right. And I, I, I mean, you know, both Stansbury and I fully support the legalization of marijuana. I think I can speak for both of us when I say we don't want you getting stoned and driving around at all. Like, no, no that's an irresponsible thing to do. I don't want you and getting like, drunk and driving around either. No, of course. So, like, you know, if, 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 if that's the point here is like, well, it needs to be illegal to smoke weed and drive. Sure. I sure I I I will wholeheartedly sign up. Yes. I will sign that petition for you. Yes. That doesn't change the fact of whether it should be legalized or not. Those I are still, two separate issues. I still think that's part of the problem of national legalization is how do we test it's still in your system for how long? How right. do we find out when you took it? Like at least right. with alcohol, we know. It's like, dude, if you're this drunk, it's because you had put the alcohol in your system. They have they figured out the hard science on it. Right. Marijuana a little harder than that leaves your body over the month uh, over the course of like a month, if not longer. As a matter of fact, as a guy who I know who went into rehab, who was smoking marijuana consistently every day for years, it took him over six months before he could pee clean. Real fat dude too, right? Yeah. The fatter you are, the harder it's it is. It's going to stick uh, in the cells. Yes. Um, uh, it's 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 definitely one of those things. Remember those kids from. Akron, wasn't Akron you that were trying to find out that mouth swab test yeah. or something that they could do in the moment? Never heard any update on that, but what was that? Six months ago, science takes some time. Yeah. You know what I mean? We got slow down. It'd be there. cool to see that. But again, as this guy sent this to me, he's like, see, legalizing marijuana is a bad idea. And it's like, well, I read the I, I read the entire New York Times New What? New York <laughs> Times article. There, there it is. Maybe he didn't read it. No, if he can't he say it, it, maybe he didn't read it. But no, I read the whole damn thing, and they draw no conclusion whatsoever. 
Guys, I'm going to be on this until we do it. Get out of your own way. Let the money come into the system. What are you worried about? Your kids are going to be on drugs? Yeah, they're dying from heroin. Maybe marijuana is not the ultimate enemy you think it is. More Sansbury Show and Warrant and Jack and Jack Russell's Great White Tickets up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Hey guys, what's going on? You got Stansberry here with the hookup on a great job. Canton Drop Forge is hiring right now. They have multiple openings for the following positions. Manual machinists, maintenance mechanics and millwrights. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. I can let you know this, that the iHeartRadio Music Awards will be televised this Sunday, 8 o'clock on TBS, True TV, and TNT. I can also let you know that the best new alt-rock artist of the year, Judah and the Lion. There you go. A little spoiler. Okay. A little spoiler alert. All right. A little spoiler. I think we're doing those every day this week, right? Giving you a little sneak peek of who's going to be walking away with a... Yeah, uh... don't watch it. I'll tell you. No, I, uh, no, I, I believe what they're doing is giving us uh, awards, you know, to kind of get you pumped up for it. Right. No, people are pumped too, man, this Sunday. Sunday, 8 o'clock, TBS, TNT, True TV, the iHeartRadio Music Awards. That is a good television partner. I will say that. TBS, TNT, and True TV, you could do yeah, that's pretty you good right there. Worse. I'm uh, I'm being told as we were talking about uh, legalizing marijuana, and there somebody was trying to make the claim that pedestrians are being hit more by cars in states where marijuana is legalized. They looked into it. It turns out that's not true at all. And uh, I'm being told, ah, Trump's never going to win the primary. Blah blah blah. The DEA, the last six months of presidency, blowing up the legal weed industry. No, they're not. No, they're not. The legal weed industry has never been stronger than it is right now. Vegas still making a ton of money. Colorado making a ton of money. Oregon, dude, my my friends in Oregon who supply the legal like you know dispensaries where you buy. Like, dude, three of my buddies are growers in Oregon who sell to the suppliers. They say, dude, I've never been busier in my life. There's never been more money in this ever. Yeah, nobody's blowing up anything. Meanwhile, dude, Sessions probably going to be the next person on the Trump staff to be shown the door. I mean, dude, it's been four communications directors in a year. Four in a year, dude. He's in a tailspin. It's over. Aside from all things presidency, I mean, just show me some evidence of like where this has really happened. Like, I, I, I show don't, me where it's you know. blowing up. It yeah, isn't blowing. I, I, up. I don't think that's it's a- not blowing it up at all. So I'm kind of arguing back and forth on Twitter, and he's and I said, like, well, what about? He's like, this is a liberal state idea. So I said, all right, well, I lived in I lived in Nevada. It's not a liberal state at all. Trust me, it's like the wild wild west in Nevada. So what's your excuse there? Well, collateral damage. Okay, well, Idaho doesn't have it. All, all the most of the bordering states around them don't have it, so they're not collateral damage. What Nevada was is they went out and sought the law because they saw the money. They looked at they looked at Colorado and went, "Oh, well, wait a minute. We already got casinos everywhere else in the country, so let's let's stop people from leaving this state or stop people from not coming to the state. As you can get a casino in Colorado and weed, let's cut them off at the pass and let's put it here in Vegas. And what happened? Money." Just started flowing through the streets. That's what happened. I think maybe a part of this problem is is living in a purple state like Ohio and maybe never leaving Ohio is a part of this too. Where you get these blinders on where you think the country is where you live. Well, no, you think the country is what it is sold to you as. Where it's like everyone yes, in California fair, is just sitting there as liberal as can be, like just doing it. And it's like, no, dude. I mean, just because, like, just because. Just California's be- super liberal until you get to Orange County. Right, until 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 you you know get out of those areas. Where do you think the, the, where do the one percenters live? 
the, the, the <laughs> California. The rest of that state, like once you start going into mid California and northern, dude. I oh, mean, you get that, north of San Francisco, right, like, dude. It, it might as well be the deep south. It's it's not what you think it is. Just because it's like, oh well, boy, they voted for Obama. Well, dude, I'll tell you what. You know, you know when I noticed that, and this is well before I became a political person, is when I first moved to California because you're sold as Rodeo Drive. First mm-hmm. of all, you could spit all the way down Rodeo Drive. You could throw a football from one end to the other. It's tight, dude. If you blink going past Rodeo, you'll miss it. You literally will miss it. So that was an eye-opening thing. Cause you and back in the 80s when I was growing up, you were sold Rodeo as like, oh my God, like the biggest thing in the world. It's so special. And then you get there and you blink and it's over. And six foot blondes everywhere. Dude. <laughs> no, it's not. California, dude, you better dude, you better get down with that Boricua because that's all you're getting, bro. That's all you're getting. Those six foot blondes are on they're on the Warner Brothers lot and nowhere else. Just oranges on every street corner, dude. Just selling you coconuts, man. But I mean they're the, but yes, that's exactly what you're dealing with when you go out there. And I think that is I think it's just a big part of it. And obviously with the uh with the what was it, the Oscars that were last night, everybody's like, Oh, these Hollywood elites, and it's like, dude, that is not the entire state. It's not. Like it, it isn't. It's a portion of it. But but you're right. But those that portion takes like ownership of the state, and right. then they kind of try to like sell you that that's the rest of the state. Which, by the way, I guess Jordan Peele won for Get Out last night, and I guess the Black Panther, um, uh, a lot of that cast was there, and this and that, which is good. I love it. I love it all. I love the fact that Jordan Peele won. I didn't see Get Out. I heard great things. I heard it was a great movie. I never saw it. I didn't see any of those movies from last night. I heard it was fantastic. But here's what I like. Is that now next year, maybe I don't have to hear Oscar so racist. Maybe now I don't have to hear it because now people are winning and people are being, you know, they're, they're, they're being acknowledged. So now what I like this, right? We complain, we, we, we write the ship and then we can stop complaining, right? That can be the thing now because we got what we were after and we're starting to move down that field the way where we need to. So maybe we can stop with these award shows being the worst things in the world. Was 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 that a big part of last night prior to the the award being handed out? I don't. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I saw enough of it. Oh. It wasn't as bad as last year when I when Will Smith's wife Jada Pinkett was talking about it and like all this stuff. When meanwhile, dude, she hadn't been in anything good in like a decade. So like that was part of the part of the reason. I did see a lot of people upset about the Oscars yesterday, and I I just I mean I understand like hey it's not for me and I'm not going to watch it because it's not for me and I certainly didn't watch it last night. No, I didn't. But dude, either. if you're getting upset about that, I don't know. It just makes me shake my like I'm like. Uh, you know it's going to happen. I think we are hitting a breaking point in society right now where people are are now, I think it's starting to happen. It'll still be slow, but I think it's starting to happen where people are sick and tired of being told what to be mad about. I think people are getting sick and tired of being told that every issue is as serious as this issue or that issue is that issue. Because that's kind of what happened now. Is like we have kind of like, we used to triage like terrible, right? We used to be like, well, this is really bad. And then all this kind of falls underneath that. Right. And then now what's happened over the last five years or so is, is like, well, you can't say that my struggles as bad as that person's struggle. And what are you trying to say that I haven't been as victimized as that person and you're victim shaming me. And in reality, no, dude, what we were doing is triaging awful and that yes, there are certain things that are worse than others. And I think people, I think the human people, the American people especially, are getting sick and tired of these talking heads telling us what we should be angry about and what we should be mad about and that we should hate one another over these issues. And it's nice to kind of maybe see a little bit of pushback on that. 
And especially, dude, with television, you people, dude, and you actors and all this stuff, all, that that's all supposed to be so important. You can't even drive us to watch these shows you want to talk about are racist. The ratings on all things are down. Like, down. TV's, like, it's down right now. You can't even get us to watch these shows that you think are so bad or, or have the right message or you should be seeing. You can't even get us to watch this stuff. So why in the hell am I going to listen to you? You can't even get me entertained in the thing that you're supposed to get me entertained in. Now I'm going to listen to what you think about this and about that and about this and about that. It's crazy. And I think people are starting to get sick of being moved around the board like a pawn in somebody else's culture war. And I think we're getting tired of it. And I think you're going to see pushback on it. And maybe this is just wishful thinking. Maybe this is just me saying, dude, this is what I would like to see happen. But I'm starting to kind of feel where now it's a little bit of people like, dude, enough. I'm tired of being angry all the time. I'm tired of, of fighting with my neighbors all the time. I'm tired of fighting online all the time over these things I don't totally understand. I think we might be on the early portion of pushback on this. I'm hoping so anyway, because dude, honestly, at the end of the day, I think all it's really doing is destroying us. We have Warrant and Jack Russell's great white tickets. They're playing on the 23rd at the Hard Rock Roxino. Let's send caller 15 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those, and we'll all try meditating together next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. And we'll be talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. We'll do that at 8 o'clock this morning. Scott joins us every Monday at 8. Get his take on what's going on with the Cavaliers. Draft right around the corner. And we'll find out if he thinks Mike Napoli being added will uh, will eventually find himself in the big league uniform. I uh, I want to hear what his take on Kirk Cousins is too. What that whole situation? What does that mean for the Browns? The Has there been move? Is, is there movement? There, it's down to four teams from what I've been heard. The Cleveland Browns outside of the conversation when it comes to acquiring is, Kirk Cousins. This is from his camp. Um, I've, Adam just, Schefter. That Adam is, Schefter's is, just is reporting there are that, four yeah. teams. So my guess Over is the weekend, it yeah. is sources closest to the Cousins camp. I my guess would be Adam Schefter tends to be pretty accurate. Did so. you happen to remember the four teams off the top of your head? I know the Broncos were a part of the equation. I believe the Jets were as well. Um, I would. I, I don't want to go too far off. On I've it, heard but. Vikings, so I, I assume maybe that's one of them. See, the Jets is the interesting thing here because everybody says, "Well, he's not going to want to play for Cleveland. He wants a he wants a playoff contender. He wants a winner." Well, dude, the Jets aren't a winner. The Jets are terrible, right? I mean, they're not that much better than we are. And so, I mean, I, w- I would have to imagine that if you're willing, well, it, maybe it's, was it Market, New York, maybe? Is, Market, is that definitely what it is? a part of it. And, like, I know it feels like they're not that much better than the Browns are, but, like, isn't, is there, to me, there's got to be a huge gap from whatever the, from whatever the Jets were last year to no wins. You know what I mean? That has to be a world of difference when you're looking at like, can I come in there and make a positive difference? Yeah, I, I, I if I'm being honest, if I were a free agent, it, I would look at that as a world of difference. Vikings, Broncos, Jets, Cardinals. Okay, if I'm him, I like all those. If I'm him, the Vikings is the best landing spot. That team's solid, man. Solid. And he's got a real good chance to make the Super Bowl with that roster. Interesting to see how what this means for the Brownies. It means our first round draft pick is starting next year. If you're Deshaun Kaiser, I mean nobody's even mentioning him. Not even part of the conversation. It's just like, yeah, of course we'll just bump him and do this. It's be interesting. We'll talk to Scott coming up at eight about that. So as I've 
recently started back on a really solid eating plan. I've been really good with the food lately. And uh, and I've been working out pretty much. It's been every day for about a month. I, uh, I skipped two days in a month, okay, which I still think is pretty good. Most people, even if you're trying to work out, it's like three times a week. I wanted to get in a little further than that just because I have a tendency to be a little lazy. And so I wanted to like, you know, just kind of like throw it in a hyperdrive, right? And so when you start doing this stuff, people give you all kind of advice. And it's one of these things that it's like, it's so dangerous because there's so much easy advice to find online that people kind of just regurgitate. And, um, you know, and like the opinions I've gotten, like even on the headphones, people are like, no way, man, you're going to like, you're going to regret those, which by the way, I bought the power beats three by Dre. They're awesome. I got mine for a hundred bucks. They were on sale because people didn't like the color of them. And they're, I would have spent the 200 had I spent the 200, I'd still be happy. But given the fact that I got them for a hundred, I feel like I got a bargain. Right. So I get, so I got a lot of opinions on that. And then I got so many opinions on the diet. Oh, bro. No, you should eat this. No, you shouldn't eat that. No, don't, don't eat this. And it, it got so far as over the weekend, a guy was trying to tell me that I shouldn't be taking a multivitamin, that my multivitamin is going to be what kills me. And it's just like, dude, like my multivitamin. The argument I've heard against multivitamins is that if you have a decent diet, you really don't need it. You should be having, you know, you should be consuming enough variety of food where it's like, well, you, you're getting your, 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 you know, your, your needed vitamins on, a, on through your food. I worry that what's listed on the back of a package, what tells me what vitamins are in it, that I'm being lied to by the food industry. So I make sure I take my, my, my multivitamin. You're not worried about the vitamin industry lying to well, you? Well, it's a little bit of coverage. Well, okay. Right. A, <laughs> so I take four vitamins every day. At the end of the day, worst thing you're doing is pissing them out. So. It's like whatever. Yeah. You know I take what I mean? four vitamins every day. I take a multi. I take a B12. I take a D3 pill, and I take an omega 369, which you got to take three of those a day. So you know, I'm on like a handful of vitamins every day. And another thing people have been suggesting to me through this journey is meditation, and that it's a big part of centering you and relieving of stress. And that's the whole reason I went into back at the gym was, A, I'd like to fit a little bit better in my clothes, and I'd like to relieve my stress and just be a little happier. I could care less about living longer. I don't want to live any longer. I just don't want to feel like crap while I'm stuck being alive. I just would like to feel better while stuck being alive. I don't care about living longer, right? So I was like, all right, meditation, right? So I went so far as to even try this. Like, I tried it. And I watched this podcast of these two guys that are really big into it, and the guy's like, the whole thing is you got to concentrate on your breathing. Like, you got to get yourself in a state where all you hear and all you're thinking about is your breath going in and out. And that your, your mind wandering and going and thinking about other things and thinking about how maybe you're bored or worrying about paying your rent or worrying about your kid's school. What that is, is distractions in your mind and you need to discipline your mind to say no. For these 20 minutes, this is what we're doing. We're going to focus on this. And that through that, it's much like exercise. You'll be able to do a little bit more every day, and you'll become a little bit more zen with it every day. So sure enough, I found myself on my couch doing it. And I felt like the biggest tool ever in my life. There's no way not to feel stupid by like sitting like, you know, crisscross applesauce, arms out to your side, and just kind of like trying to focus on your breath. Right. It just makes me feel I don't know. I just I, I'm not I just feel pretentious. But you're by yourself. So it doesn't matter. Right. I yeah, mean, you know but, what I mean? Like, but I can judge me. OK. Right. OK. 
So I, it, that's, how, that's how life works. You judge yourself. And so I was judging myself, and I just felt pretentious. And I was like, dude, am I, automa- I going to wake up tomorrow with a man bun? Like, is that what's going to happen now? Because I don't want that. But a guy here wrote an article from Men's Health where he says he didn't say a single word for 10 days. He's like, there was Jeez. no speaking, no reading, no writing, no listening to music. He says, when I arrived in Myanmar, the only thing I knew about meditation was that it was spelled with two S or uh, Vispasana meditation. I don't know what that is. But he said, the only thing I knew is that there were two S's in that. And it lasted 10 days. Okay. He lived in Japan, so he had, me- he had meditated a little bit. He says, but it was 10 days, meditation, sleep, rinse, repeat. That's it. There was no speaking, no reading, no writing, no listening to music. We were, not even, we were even not permitted to make eye contact with other attendees. There were 120 of us sitting together every day in the meditation hall, but in reality, we were all alone. He said, I started listening to myself throughout this journey. I'd been working in a boiler room setting in the recruiting industry for four years. He said, so I never heard my internal voice. It wasn't the voice of society, the voice of my job, the voice of the news, or the voice of my friends and family. It was my voice. And of course, I hadn't heard it. I had been completely drowned out because of all the things around me. Looking back, I realize now that this was the beginning of a new relationship with myself. See, even like this, even like the stuff that these people end up saying about themselves and this stuff like, would, would, would scare me away from it. He says, one insight that hit me like a ton of bricks was on day four of the meditation phantom when he realized that every single moment of mental or emotional pain that he had ever felt was a result of how he was responding to something or someone else. And that he said, through meditation, he found he had the power to choose how he reacts to things. That instead of getting angry, he realized that through this practice, he should just kind of like let it like water flow, like just flow right off your back. I guess that's a, I don't want, I want to say it seems kind of like a self-evident realization right there, but like, man, that took you four days to be like, Hey dude, I'm the one in control of my own emotions and how I react to things is going well, to dictate how I feel. I don't think it took him four days to figure that out. I think it took him four days to figure out how to be able to do that. Everything is easier said than done. I think he's saying here that the four days of this is what showed him how to go about doing it. I'm sure. If some people had the opportunity to do that, that'd be, you know, you could probably could walk away with something. I mean, just 10 days though. That's just, you know, who's got I, I I would say a vast majority of people just don't have the resources available of like not only are you, how are you not talking for 10 days but like what about the rest of your life the vip the vipassana technique helped him he says that the only thing that he was doing while sitting in silence for 100 hours straight was observe he said there was a there was a pain in my foot I observed the pain and well since there was nothing else to do I took my awareness and went closer to the pain zooming in to see what was really going on. He says as I focused on the subtle sensations of the pain I noticed that they were in constant flux. In a second there was slight pain here but in an instant it was gone. Now it was over there and now it was a bit sharper now softer meaning he was like I guess because he was able to focus on it he claims he was moving the pain around. And changing the sensation of it. I don't know if I buy that. I mean, you might, if your foot's in pain, your foot's in pain. Well, and, and you're going to start to have like, what do I want to say? I don't want to say you're going to hallucinate, but your mind's going to start playing tricks on you in a situation like this. There's no doubt in my mind about it. Ten days of not talking, that's going to happen to you.
Yeah, put somebody in solitary, they'll end up talking to themselves. Right. I mean, like, and that's the thing. But I, I, I guess, like, of, of course, when you go to something of such an extreme level where you're going to, you know, Myanmar to go to go meditate for 10 days, it's like, that's unrealistic. But I think if most people took 10 minutes and just at least were mindful about, you know, what, are, what, what am I feeling? What am I doing? What's going on in my body right now? I think most people could walk away with something from that. Well, this one I like. He says, if you want to see things clearly, you need to slow down. And that is true. And he says, you know, if, if you're struggling, if you just take a couple of minutes, you meditate a little bit, and you just kind of like deep think, you'll clear yourself out. And I want to laugh this away, but this is true of exercise, too. As a matter of fact, I just posted this yesterday. I was in a crummy mood all morning yesterday. I just woke up. I was just like, eh, just kind of pissy. I went to the grocery store. People not walking out of my way fast enough in Walmart and stuff like that just kind of made me mad. I was just kind of like agitated. And then next thing I know, at noon, the gym opens. So sure enough, I go. I run four miles on the elliptical. I never felt better in my life because I just took all that angst and all that aggression and all that anger that you'd never have a place to send it, and I worked it out through my body. And sure enough, you get off that thing. Dude, if you wear your body out, your mind is too tired for the wars. Your mind is too tired for the, oh, I hate this person, or this person cut me off. And tra-. You're too tired for it. Your, your, your body's worn out, so your mind's kind of like, no, man, we're good. I, I, I worked out all that, th- that stuff. I, I'm good. And I was the, normally the kind of person that would laugh all that kind of stuff off. But it was, I mean, it was very evident to me yesterday. I mean, dude, I did four miles on the elliptical, another like three on the bike. It was like, I mean, did you work your body for seven straight miles? All of a sudden, dude, things you thought you were mad about, you're not mad about at all, dude. It's just this energy that's just bouncing around in your body that you just don't need. More Stansberry Show and the best reason not to mix body sprays and cigarettes together. That's next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sands right here for North Canton Collision, the only pro-first Honda and Acura certified collision center in Stark, Antique County. North Canton Collision offers you 24 hours. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get his take on what's going on with your Indians, Cavs, and Browns, obviously, with the draft right around the corner. April, I believe, is when that goes down. Man, soon. Oh, dude, I can't wait for the weather. I can't wait for good weather. Like, dude, it was, yesterday was one of those days where it was just about warm enough to play golf, and I probably should have. And I didn't. It was so sunny yeah. where it, like, made me crazy the fact that I didn't do it. Sunshine was a little deceiving, though. It was chillier than you thought out there yeah. in the wind. I, uh, dude, I am dying to play golf. As a matter of fact, I bought myself a new sand wedge over the weekend, too. I bought a, uh, Dix had a, uh, they had a demo on a 56-degree Vokey wedge I've been wanting. It's very saving money right there. And, uh, yeah, dude, I got, dude, I got it for, like, $100 off. And, uh, I, I've been wanting to hit it so bad. I hit it like four times in Dicks in the store because they have the simulator and all that thing. So I hit it there and I was like, yeah, I like it. And now I just want to take it out on the course and like hit shots with it so bad. Like I just I, I just want to hit it so bad. But the weather just it won't quite break. It's killing me. Good news is, is it's soon the uh, the the clocks will spring forward and we'll gain some extra light there. And when that happens, that's usually like the 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 turning point of like, dude, we're out of it now. I know there's some snow in the forecast this week. Four days of it. Um, But it, it's coming. It is it's supposed to snow Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday and then Monday next week supposed to snow. It's about a high of 40 today. A lot of sunshine. Ah, 40 and sunny, I might do it today. I could maybe see that happening today. 
I have never been one to use the body sprays. Like the Axe body sprays and even like um I know Old Spice will like like makes the body spray. Now I'll use like their their body washes. Like I use yeah. an Old Spice body wash. I'll use that, and I, obviously I use deodorant because I feel like that's important. Well, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's important for everybody. But I've never been one to use like one of these body sprays. I um I, I don't. It it seems to me that people use this in lieu instead of in addition to the shower. Oh yeah, and if that's your if that's your bathing situation, I, I do that's a part of the problem. Do uh, you for put sure. funk on top of that? It doesn't matter. No, it's like when people try to just like spray Febreze five minutes before a company comes over. Three three things that go on right there. Number one, you've got people who use body spray as opposed to like bathing, and that's terrible. Ugh. You've got people who overuse body spray Ugh. and just cover themselves in it. And then you've got people who use body spray trying to cover up weed. And it's like, guys, come on. Like, I know you smell like weed. You know you smell like weed. Do you really think a little bit of Axe is going to be the thing that changes that? Just not true. Yeah, I was going to say, Axe isn't covering up the marijuana, right? I mean, like, it's better than nothing at all. Like, I mean, but if you think that you're going to, bl- you're going to, bl- like, blunt out your car, spray a little bit of body spray, step out, and you're going to be fine. Come on now. First of Come all, on now. don't blunt out your car. No. What are you, 16? Well, I mean, I'm sure there's a decent amount of people out there, you know, that, that live uh, that lifestyle. I'll use them. I will. Um, But I don't like smelling like stuff. Really, I don't. So it's usually only in situations where it's like... I don't know. I feel like I need to like smell good or I need to be like, you know, like like on a day to day basis. I don't like smelling like stuff. I, I am not, if I work out, I'll sweat a lot because of how much water I've been drinking. So like I've been sweating more in my workouts because I've been drinking like a gallon and a half of water every day is my goal is a gallon and a half. And uh, as a matter of fact, most days it's been two. Um, but so you'll sweat a lot while working out, but just like walking around in the office and things like that. Like I don't sweat a lot, like even outside, like playing golf, I don't sweat a ton. I was going to say, I guess maybe if you, if you had a different job or something like that, but I mean, uh, there's even points where I kind of question myself. I'm like, dude, you really need to take a shower? Like you, 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 you sit well, in on your the winter, you, you don't. know what I mean? Like you're just sitting around all day. Like in the winter, you could probably go to maybe three days without it. Now I wouldn't, but you could, although I have, I mean, I have gone that course. Long. Um, it, you know what I mean? It's not something I would do on, on, on regular basis. Now I bring this up because some idiot, I believe this is Maryland had like sprayed himself down with body spray in his car. So guess what? Was probably smoking the weed. There, oh yeah. Oh yeah. As Fantone pointed out yeah. and then decided, you know what I should do now? Let's maybe light a cigarette right now. Light up a square. And so, sure enough, a sudden and violent expansion of the air molecules, they say, in the car created a boom that actually pushed the roof up, shattered the front windshield out, and blew one of the doors open. Jeez. They said the driver appeared to be unharmed and was taken to a local hospital to check for hearing damage, and I would check him for brain damage, because why would you be spraying aerosol all around a closed... See, dude, this is how dumb people are. This is like like when... You know when you're walking through someplace, or maybe you'll go see a comedian, and they'll talk about, I can't believe there's a warning label on this. It's because idiots like that dude are alive. And there is a warning label on that. I know that those things say, like, do not smoke while using this, so, like, I can guarantee you there's a warning label, and this still happens. So, yeah, warning label necessary. 
spraying yourself down with like the body spray and then lighting a cigarette in the car. God, man, like I, I always say this. I'm always like, I get mad that people are so dumb. And then my brother reminds me all the time, Dan, you should be thankful people are dumb. That's how you have your job. If people were, <laughs> dude, if people were smarter, you'd have to work one of their jobs. <laughs> So I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, 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 you're kind of right about that one. So I've been trying over this last year to really, like, celebrate the dumb people. Be like, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for being on the lower part of the totem pole. Thanks. We appreciate you. Scott from winningfornextyear.com is up next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, what's going on? You got Stansberry here with the hookup on a great job. Canton Drop Forge is hiring right now. They have multiple openings for the following positions. Manual machinists, maintenance mechanics and millwrights, experienced CNC operators, electricians, and general laborers. And here's some more good news. With your new job at Canton Drop Forge, you can also pick up family health care coverage at a very, very low cost. Apply online at cantondropforge.com or stop by and fill out an application at Canton Drop Forge at 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. Missed anything from last week? The podcasts are available for you. We do it every Monday at 8. We talk to our good buddy, Scott, from WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow him at WFNY Scott on Twitter. Buddy, how are you? Doing all right, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem. We're, uh, we're hearing that the Browns are out, out of the Kirk Cousins race. Is that true? I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, it, it could very well, may well be. I mean, there's a lot of... A lot of teams looking for, uh, you know, say top 12, top 15 quarterback. I mean, there's, there's a big difference, and we talked about it, uh, you know, all throughout the season. The huge difference between, you know, 28th, 29th, and 12th. And yes. while 12th isn't first, second, or third, and I know there's fans that want to hold out and wait for the next Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers, teams are much, much better um, when they have at least a guy who can not mess up. I mean, case in point, Jacksonville Jaguars, right? So there's, you know, a lot of teams looking to throw some money at uh, at this guy, and the Browns don't exactly provide the uh, the most stable of cultures. So you know, they, they you talk about having to blow it up to uh, rebuild, and this is uh, if if he does not come to Cleveland, and it proves to be something that Cleveland wanted to happen. Um, it's just another byproduct of the uh, you know turmoil that has been one in thirty one. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because I was kind of giving Dorsey the benefit of the of the doubt. I was like, he's going to bring us a veteran quarterback. He may not be an A-list guy, but he'll probably be a B-list guy, and it'll help you, and then he'll probably draft a rookie and then kind of usher him into playing. But we lost out on Alex Smith. It looks like we're going to lose out on Kirk Cousins, and I just don't know how many more guys that are going to be out there that are available. So it looks like we're going to draft a rookie and start him, right? Isn't that a you know a fun thing to think about when you consider the last couple of years? The, no. the difference will be, you know, the guy they draft conceivably um, at, at number one would be the you know the, the 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 best quarterback of the class, and you you ideally and we've talked about it for months. You'd ideally want him to be able to learn, but uh, as the free agency market is drying up, unless they roll the dice on a one or two year deal with Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, and 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 come up with a an answer at number one to kind of stem the tide. There's a there's a very good chance you're going to be looking at a rookie on on week one. 
I mean, how disastrous does that sound? You got Teddy Bridgewater, Deshaun Kaiser, and a rookie, dude. That does not that is not rocking me into confidence at all. And as we sit here and we say Yikes. we say quarterback, 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 which we certainly should be saying as Browns fans, um, I keep hearing uh, a running back, and that is uh, Saquon Barkley uh, from from Penn State had an absolutely insane combine performance. From what I heard, bench press more than Joe Thomas, uh, ran faster than uh, than Devin Hester, and jumped higher than Julio Jones. So like putting up all the impressive numbers is it even a possibility the Browns take him at one well the kid's a physical freak um and the Browns would be silly to go on go on public record and say he's not in the discussion um you know what I mean like you you the 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 benefit of having the number one pick is clearly you get the best player your your best player in the draft but you also get to screw with the rest of the league for a couple of months right so you get to you get to throw five or six names in there that could be at the top of anyone's wish list that uh, you know could conceivably either want to trade up or 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 be concerned that uh, that you could be that you could be taking their guy. So to you know to to discount a guy like Saquon Barkley would be would be silly on the Browns' part. But taking a running back num- number one overall when you have a huge issue at quarterback would be even sillier. I uh, I well, it all depends on who you think your quarterback is. I'm hearing the Browns like Josh Allen from Wyoming, which scares me to death. I, I I mean, I know we can throw the ball a ton and this and that, but his accuracy issues, I don't think are going to get any better in the AFC North than where they are where he plays right now. Um, I'm also hearing that the New York Giants are thinking about passing on a quarterback at two, which means if you take Darnold at one, Rosen's there at four. Do we maybe go next level and go, you know what, dude? Let's fire two shells at this okay. and see what we got. Okay. I mean, you could. You, you, I mean, you know, Craig from from the site has argued that until they get the quarterback right, they should take one with every pick in every draft until they find one. I mean, I mean that 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 is how valuable the quarterback position is, you know, in, in the NFL. Um, you know, and you know, the, you know, I, I I like your thinking much more than pass on a quarterback at one because one of them will be there at four. I mean, you don't you don't want to you know, be stuck with a guy you don't want, right? It's to think that – I know that everyone wants to say these four are so tightly grouped and there's no differentiator and there's no clear-cut number one. Um, you know, that, I mean, that's fine. But the, every team will have them ranked. And if you end up with the fourth best guy in your list because you got too cute, then you're not you're not, you're not making well, yourself much better. Well, the clear number one thing is stupid too. There were teams who thought Ryan Leaf was the clear number one over Peyton Manning. Like there, like there is ne- there's never a definitive. This is the number one pick when you're talking quarterbacks. There's always the teams who look at it differently. For sure. Well, I mean scheme and and right. and then and their and their scouting and everything, of course. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I would be much more comfortable <laughs> going with two of them at one and four. And I think it would, it would be a, you know, it would be a, a PR nightmare. And then you'd have, you know, quarterback controversy from the second you, from the second you, you, you did it, but you would, you would, that you would increase your likelihood of landing a quarterback that much better. So it depends on what your goal is, but yeah, I would, you know, I, I'd, I'd be, I'd be surprised if the Giants, you know, one pass a quarterback because of their situation, but two, if they did, they stayed there. Um, you know, there's a lot of talks that they're looking at uh, Chubb, that uh, that that outside linebacker. There's, a, I mean, there's a lot of guys thrown around in the mix for them, but it it it's it's it sounds more and more like the top, you know, say five or six picks after trades and such are done. 
are going to be the four quarterbacks in some order. And for the Browns to not come away with their guy in that regard and, and, and try to get too cute in hopes to, you know, trade down to 10 or, or something. I, I've seen so much nonsense on Twitter. Um, you know, believe it or not. Yeah. And, 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 uh, you know, the, you, you, you have to enter this process getting your quarterback and then taking the guy you feel will help your team the best at, at number four. Um, if Barkley's there, awesome. If it's Fitzpatrick, great. You know, there's, there's, there's a, there's a, a host of play. If you can't find a, 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 a franchise helping player at the number four pick, then you then you, you may as well fold up your organization. As we sit here and we talk so much about quarterbacks and we talk so much about these rookies coming in and, and these guys who are hopefully going to be what is the future of the Cleveland Browns, I think it's important to talk about, I guess, the present of the Cleveland Browns uh, in one Mr. Joe, Joe Thomas right there. With Kirk Cousins not being a part of the equation, this is obviously going into a very real rebuild mode, which is crazy because the team is 1-31. I, I, I think it's been rebuild. Um, what does this all mean for Joe Thomas and the prospect of him retiring? You know, I've, I've kind of been reading the tea leaves, um, you know, and, and I'd be happily surprised if he returns this season. Um, but it's, it's, it is, you, you don't see many players in the NFL or any sport for that matter, um, you know, kind of take on a media role while, you know, and, and uh, right. you know, midseason. And his podcast is fantastic. Um, don't get me wrong. But I just, I, I, I just don't know what would be in it for Joe, I mean, outside of, you know, another year of football. And these guys love playing football, and Joe Thomas, of all, loves playing football. So there, there, is, there would be a thirst there that I think he would miss. Um, but given the current situation and what he's been through, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, know. I know there's some people now starting to warm up to the, to the belief that he might come back, but if, if you're asking me to put money on one way or the other, I, I, I think we've seen our last of, of Mr. Thomas. I have made the claim that I felt like it was quarterback reliant on what he was going to do. That if we landed Cousins or an Alex Smith, he goes, all right, you know what? Maybe let me stick this out one more year. See what see, we can do. See what we got here. Let's see what they do here. I think if it's going to re- be reliant on Sam Darnold being your quarterback, I think Joe Thomas is probably going to leave. That's why I honestly, I know everybody's in love with Barkley. I know it. Right? And he's probably great. Okay? But, but the mock draft that I've seen that I like the best is Sam Darnold at one, and we take the defensive back Minka out of Alabama at four. And I think now you got a transformative player on the offensive side of ball, and you get another transformative player on the defensive side of the ball to help Miles Garrett and that whole thing. So now you got pressure in the back. You, you know, you help, you know, coverage in the back. You're getting pressure up front. Your defense gets better, and now you got a signal caller. This Barkley at one or four thing, to me, it's a running back. And I know he may be the next Ezekiel Elliott. He may be the next this and that. It's just I think the holes the Browns have are bigger, deeper, stronger than what Saquon Barkley is going to help us with. Now, if he's there at four and you want him, I think you take him. If you, if, if he's your player and he's there at four, I'm not going to crucify you for not taking Minka out of Alabama. I think it's the better pick, but I'm not going to crucify you. If you take Saquon Barkley at number one, I think you're an idiot, and I think you need to have your head examined. When you got the hole at quarterback that we have, if you take Barkley, Barkley at one. I think you need to have your head examined. What do you think about Baker Mayfield? Do you think he's the next level quarterback? When you say next level, what do you mean? That he could succeed at the NFL level? Is he a top twenty NFL guy? Uh, I like him. I like him a lot. I know. I know. I hesitated there. Um, I, I I have my reservations, and it's not. It, it's it's almost purely on size. 
Um, and I know people are going to throw out Drew Brees or Russell Wilson or you know the the anomaly the you know players who have succeeded right. at at that size. Um, I, I love the kid's attitude. I, I think he's a gamer. His accuracy is 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 fantastic. Um, I just think the game is going to move so much faster, and the the, the line the people are going to be so much bigger that I, I'm I'm pulling for him, uh, and I hope he succeeds. Uh, I just don't want that ex- experiment to necessarily happen with my team, if that makes sense. I agree. I don't think we have the stable system around him to help him be the right kind of NFL quarterback he's going to need to be. We're just not that team. We're not that quite ready yet. And um, I would take, I am more prone to take a a pocket passer like Sam Darnold. I know people are going to want to throw up that bowl game and be like, look, he was awful in the first half of that bowl game. It's great. Guys have bad games. Brady's had bad games. Montana had bad games. It happens. Overall, I think they're both coming out a little early. Um, when you're talking about Darnold and Rosen there, I think I, I would rather see Darnold go back and play another year of college football. It just doesn't happen that way. But if it's me, I'm taking Darnold at one and I'm taking Minka the DB out of Alabama at four and I'm helping both. Both sides of the football inside the first five picks of the draft. For me, that's what I'm doing. That's Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. Buddy, we'll talk to you again next Monday at 8 o'clock. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Have a fantastic week. There is a new piece of legislation that would address who will have their guns taken away from them if they're guilty of a particular crime. This is a very interesting take. We'll look into this next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, what's going on? You got Sansbury here for the Wakeham Auto Family. I know that the Cleveland Auto Show is over. However, the deals with the Wakeham Auto Family and on the Wakeham Auto Mile shall continue. How about taking $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new Ford F-1069? Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. Just a reminder for St. Patrick's Day, we'll be out for the Sansbury Show's Shamrock Shenanigans presented by Coors Light. Three different locations on the 17th. We'll start at Lobie's that morning on Hills and Dalesdale. Start at 10 a.m., be there till about 11.30. And then we'll move up on West Tusk to TD's Tailgate Girl from noon till 1.30. And then our final location thus far will be at Falcone's Tavern. That's also on West Tusk from 2 o'clock that afternoon till 3.30. The first 50 people through the door get a Stansbury Show pint glass. And obviously we would urge you to fill that with Coors Light more than a couple of times. We'll all hang out together, have a good time. That'll be Saturday, the 17th. St. Patrick's Day, and again, we want to thank Coors Light, Lobies, TD's, Tailgate Grill, and Falcons for that. Very excited, dude. As I'm sure uh, Uber drivers across the Hall of Fame city are, dude. That's going to be a big one for That'll them. That'll be a good day. That will be a good day. We have Canton Charge tickets for the 13th. We'll pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. I, uh, I read something over the weekend that I found interesting. That Ant Montgomery County nonprofit monitors court proceedings surrounding domestic violence. They found that in criminal domestic violence cases, guns were never discussed, virtually never discussed. Convicted abusers were not told that by law they were disqualified from possessing or purchasing firearms. They weren't asked if they had any weapons. That's crazy. Like if you've been convicted and they they don't even ask, most alarming, they are given the chances, given that the chances that uh, of a domestic violence victim being killed rise fivefold when abuser has access to a gun, they weren't told to surrender any guns. So there's a new piece of re- uh, legislation in Maryland. Now they've been working on this for years that's looking to fill the gap. And essentially, I'll streamline it down for you. 
beat your wife, lose your right to a gun. Not only do you not, not only do they want you not to be able to buy one after it, they want you to have to give up any gun you currently own. If it's registered, obviously if it's registered, they don't know if you own a gun that's not registered. I, I guess I can't be surprised when you say that the death rate of fivefold, uh, fivefold, because if 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 you're going to make that decision in the moment of like, yes, I'm going to strike my wife. It's going to be the same thought process that gives you into, yes, I'm going to shoot my wife. You know what I mean? So I can't say I'm surprised about that. This is one of those things I'm okay with. And I worry about certain laws and where do we go? It's slippery slope. Then what crimes are we going to add to this? But this is a crime that I'd be okay with this in. I'd be okay with it because here's the thing. You shouldn't beat your wife. Is this, does this apply because felons can't own guns. So, like, if, if is, isn't domestic violence, isn't that going to be into felony territory most of the time anyway? Like, Is it? I, I would have thought that that would have been already, like, a natural part of, well, felons can't own guns. I, uh, I, I, well, obviously not. Now, maybe this is just a Maryland issue. Maybe, maybe this, but, but it, to me, it, it seems like this would be good. As, again, I am pro-gun. I am all for you owning a gun in your house. I am all for, I'm even for concealed carry. I'm fine with it. I'm okay with it. Okay. I, I've seen places where it works just fine. Nobody, you know what I mean? The, like, the, you know, the amount of gun violence doesn't necessarily go up and like all this stuff. I'm perfectly okay with it. But I do think that beating a woman is about one of the worst things a man can do. And that if you are, if you are found, now again, I want you to have to have been found guilty because it can't just be woman accuses you, then you got to surrender your guns because that's not right. Like, that's crazy, because we all know then there will be stories of people lying and then people losing their rights. I mean, due process is very important. I will stand by that 100% with you in all these cases. Yes, you have to. This 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 can't just be like, hey, he's he, he punched me. Of course not. Of course. D- domestic violence has figured into the backgrounds of many of the country's mass shooters, they say. Responding to domestic violence calls is one of the most dangerous situations police face, and that is true because of the tempers that are in it and the emotion that's in it. Like A lot of times there's a lot less emotion in a bank robbery. If you, there's a, a fight in the home, there's emotion in that, and like right. people then aren't thinking clearly and things, and things, go, and things go sideways. Oh, uh, just as a note, Ohio can be anywhere from a first-degree misdemeanor into a third-degree felony when it comes to domestic violence it's just going to be a case-by-case scenario a lot of these get pled out right where it's like you were arrested for this but we're going to plead you out at this right yeah that's obviously what happens so i mean you know it's a uh the the court system i'm sure is overloaded with these types of cases and the quicker they can get them in and moved i'm sure the better it is for them doug tweeting this in it says you have to be convicted already of domestic violence once before the second is considered to be a felony okay all right, I, I, man, I don't know if I love that either. Yeah, to me, it seems like I mean, you punch your wife. And- now again, this seems to me like I'm like, well, dude, I'm never going to beat up my wife. What do I care? Fine, make this law. But again, once you put a law in the books, then they're like, well, we should, we should, we should fold this into this law. We should fold this into this law. And I don't know which crimes. I don't know who should pick. I don't think it should be me. But I don't know where we draw the line on which crimes where then you should be able to own a gun afterwards. And if this law goes into effect does it essentially retrofit this if it's like yo i was uh, you know i beat my wife 10 years ago no my guess is that you're going to go forward from here on out 
And you got to start somewhere. Right, 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 right. I'm right. all for that. I'm all start, I'm all for starting somewhere. But if you but if you can't keep your hands off of now again, convicted. I don't want a woman to call the police department and say he hit me and now you have to surrender all your guns forever. That's crazy. Right? We all know there there are women who are going to lie. Okay? So so we can't have it be that way. But if you are convicted, even if it's pled out, if they want to say dude it's domestic violence and you're not doing it and you're not having a gun after that, I don't know why I, I don't I I can't argue against yeah, it. Yeah, I just don't know why this isn't treated the same as, you know, with every other felony. If you if 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 you get convicted of robbing a liquor store, like how is this any different when it comes to beating your wife? Dude, this, this tweet right here will give you a perfect view into what Twitter is as a whole. Well, do they give you the money for them? Because just seizing them with no compensation seems illegal. So was balling up your fist and beating your wife. That was illegal, too. No, we're not giving you. You don't get $200 for passing go after beating your wife. You hand over the guns, you big gorilla goon. That's what you do. As a guy who does not want the government taking guns away from people, if you can't keep your hands to yourself at the dinner table, maybe you are the first people we need to focus on. And maybe that is where we start and where we start with, you know, the overreaching of gun control. Which, by the way, quit beating your wife, you small penis loser. Like, what the hell is the matter with you? Quit smacking your wife around. It's 2018. You cannot honestly think that's the way you should still be going about things. I know 200 years ago, you do whatever you wanted. Well, now, dude, you don't live then. And that was awful. And be thankful you didn't live then. I wouldn't want to. I do that. First of all, I don't care when I lived. I don't think I'm the kind of guy who smacks my wife around because you either have that in you or you don't. It's just, it's gross. And if we want to start taking rights away from you from doing it, I'm all right with it. Because I just don't think you should be smacking your wife around at your house. Keep your goddamn hands to yourself. More Stansberry Show. And you know what? Let's pass out these charge tickets. Let's do it. We do have a four-pack for the 13th. They're playing the Lakeland Magic March. We'll pass those out right now. Caller, let's take 15. 1-800-243-7625 on those charge tickets. Be right back with more Stansberry Show. Apparently, Fantone, nobody is cleaning out their sex toys. We'll look into that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for North Canton Collision, the only pro first Honda and Acura certified collision center in Stark Antique County. North Canton Collision offers you 24 hour towing, on site rental cars, state of the art paint technology with a lifetime warranty on every single repair. Find them on the corner of South Main and Rose Lane in North Canton, or just give them a call at 330 499 5171 or online at NorthCantonCollision.com. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Before the break, we were talking about this um, new legislation in Maryland where if you're a convicted domestic violence abuser that they want you to have to surrender your guns or not be able to purchase a gun from there on uh, moving forward. Uh, a listener of ours just checked. There's no such thing as a registered gun in Ohio. The state also bans local municipalities from keeping their own gun registry, so we don't even have that. According Now, again, that was listener research. I don't know how true that is. Um, he could have been just as guilty of reading the first thing on Google and not really looking, for, not looking more into it. I am being told, though, remember that if you get into a fight with your dad or brother, that that's, con- that's considered to be domestic violence, too. It's, um, it's all violence amongst people living in the same residence is, is the way I'm taking this. Okay, that would be weird. If two brothers get into a, to a fist fight, 
I'm not sure that they shouldn't then be able to own a gun after that. I'm not sure on that. Brothers are going to fight. If you punch your wife in the face, if you punch your girlfriend in the face, then I'm all for this. Here's the other thing. Apparently in certain um, areas, non-married victims aren't awarded the same rights Like, if you get beat up by your boyfriend, you don't have the same rights as you do if you get beat up by your husband, which is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. We need to make that a blanket system. If you were beaten by a partner, that you should, whatever the law has to protect you from that should be available to you. Um... It should that should be it should be available to you. I, I don't care if you're married or not. You still got you still got beat up. Like that's I, I'm not wild about that at all. And you know, again, people wanted to point out, you know, women can hit men too. Okay, well take then their guns take their gun away. Like what's good for what's what's good for one is good for the other. Again, going back to this, do you get a refund for your gun? And I I said to this guy, I said, look, you know, if they raid a house. For drug activity, they take those guns and they're not given any compensation for them. You're just you surrendered no. those. And he said, "Well, that's during the commission of a crime." And I said, "Well, you don't know that. There could just be heroin in the house. No, you cannot sell drugs out of said house. Just be storing it in said house. They kick in the door, take those guns. You're not getting anything back from that. Yeah. And much like domestic violence, do you think the cop shows up before you hit your wife or after? It's after." Yeah, there's been a crime. That's the whole point that's, of this conversation. Is that's nine one one's been called, right? Because because something happened. So your argument yeah, holds no water. This is this is one of those things, dude. That you're just you are a gun person, and you're looking to go. But what? But what? But what about this issue? When here's what we here's this should be the easiest thing of all time. Just don't beat your partner. Duh. Pretty easy, right? Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. All I have to do is not punch my wife, and I get to keep my gun. That's it? That's all I got to do? That should be the easiest thing you should have ever been able to do in your life. If you, if you cannot, as an adult person, either male or female, get into a verbal argument with the person you're dating and not resort to violence, you are a Heard. Yeah, I mean, unless you're just making the blanket argument of that nobody should have their rights to gun restricted, you could be a violent felon and still have. If you're making that argument, I guess you're on your own side of this. But like, if 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 you if you're okay with the fact that hey, you you know pushed over a gas station and now you get your guns taken away, I don't think it's too far of a stretch to say you beat your wife, therefore you get your guns taken but away. Th- no, what this guy's issue is is that he views drug dealers as criminals and scumbags. But your neighbor who beats your wife eh, probably just got a little out of hand. We don't know. We weren't in the house. Know, it's all pretty okay, scummy. Well, I wasn't in that drug dealer's childhood either. So I don't know what led them down the path of feeling like selling drugs was the only path they had. You see? Your simple ass excusing away crime logic can be applied to all things if I decided to do it. But I'm not going to. But the problem is, dude, you look down your nose at drug dealers because you think ultimately that they're they're the super criminals. And I'm going to put words in your mouth, even though I probably shouldn't. But they're probably black. And so, like, on top of that now, it's like, let's take the guns out of the house. You see what I'm saying? Like, this, it, dude, if you're going to have this logic, then it's got to hold up. It's got to go all the way along the line. The cops were called to the house because a crime happened. So if they come into the house and they want to take the gun because you beat your wife, and I think if you're that kind of violent, dude, if you're violent against the person you're supposed to love most in the world, what are you going to do to somebody you don't know? 
Now, as we stand here and, you know, hey, cops just got called, obviously it's going to take a little bit of time to get that case into court. You might have bailed yourself out by that point. Therefore, due process has not really happened yet because you have not had your day in court. Are cops allowed to take that gun? You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm bailed out now. So now my gun's already gone? If you ask me what would keep the public safer, they hold them until a judge figures out what's going on with you. Now, I don't know if that's American or if it goes by against the Constitution. Meanwhile, dude, the Constitution has what? Amendments, meaning we can make changes because our, the forefathers knew that they weren't perfect. That's the problem is that the forefathers, when they created the Constitution, when they wrote it, they knew they weren't perfect and didn't have the best logic for all times. It's only now where people are immovable on, on, on their points and what they think. It's only now that that's happening. The genius of that document is that it can be changed when new information enters the public dialogue. That's what it is. And again, somebody says this. Ask that person if he thinks you should get your money back for your car when they confiscated it after a third DUI. It was used in the commission of a crime. They're not just going to – just because it's a gun and it's in the Second Amendment, you think they're going to give you your money back? You're insane. No, you're not. You're forfeiting it over your – which, by the way, it's not just the law enforcement kicking in the door and taking something from you. You put your hands on someone. You – Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. You just heard God's. Smack there. As a matter of fact, tomorrow at nine o'clock, you're getting brand new Godsmack Bulletproof. Part of okay. new, part of New Tur Tuesday on Rock 1069. Over under 17 times. He says, get away, keep away, stay away. I'll take the over okay. on whatever you said. All right. We gotta go back to this gun issue in in Maryland, where they're putting it on the books. They want to take guns away from domestic violence abusers who have been convicted. So I'm hearing now from a guy who runs a gun. Like outlet store, no gun, uh, no gun registration in Ohio. Bill Clinton passed a law in 1994 saying you cannot own a firearm if you've been convic- convicted of misdemeanor domestic violence. For all of the country, if you have a misdemeanor domestic violence and you were caught with a gun, it's a felony. Right. What this article was talking about is that the repossession of guns of people who have been convicted of beating their wives is not happening that the laws on the books but we're not doing it this in the article i read they had 200 cases where somebody had been convicted and was never asked if they owned a gun so they're what they're looking for is to enforce a law that's all they're looking for yeah there's no like federal standard for this states are left to their own devices on, to what, kind of, on who they ask and what they and, do and how they're going to do it and how they're right. going to how they're going to repossess those guns that's what they're looking to do and it frequently does not happen and i think that's a part of the problem here right. is that like well if it's not happening then we do have to change something now again the guy who thinks we should confiscate the guns and then you know give them the money to the abuser is like well dude here's what you do you take the guns you sell them and then you give them the money what he said, well, you know, domestic violence is not a gun crime unless the gun is used, which is a different argument. If you take the guns without compensation, it'll be a Fourth Amendment violation. Well, the law's on the books. It's on the books. We're supposed to be doing it. So, no. And second, those guns weren't used in that heroin storage in that house either. But guess what? They don't just leave the, the MAC-10 in the corner when they take the heroin. True. I mean, yes. They yes, don't just—they I mean, don't just—they t- don't just leave the Uzi in the corner. 
Um, and and if, if you're getting into like a bigger topic of like civil forfeiture is wrong and that shouldn't exist, but like that's not what we're discussing. It's here. already like, happening, right? That's kind of already like it's already. Ha- dude, the government can come in, take your home from you, and be like, "Sorry, it's ours." <laughs> they do. They can take your house. You don't think they're going to be able to find a way to take your gun away from a criminal? What they're saying in this article is that what should be happening is not happening. Nobody's arguing the law of whether it can or cannot. The law has already been signed. But states are left up to their own devices on what they're doing. So imagine what's happening there. People are falling down on the job. Here's why I want the gun out of the house. If you're released three days from later from prison after beating your wife because she called the cops, are you more or less likely to shoot her? More is obviously the answer for anybody who can count to five. More is the answer. You are more likely to shoot her. Right? Now I know women can attack men too. Fine, take the guns away from them too. Get the little pink pistol out of her purse, yank it right out of her. I'm fine with it. And yes, I know that technically they can't own a firearm, but we all know that they can. Does right. this does this does this start to apply to you since domestic violence applies to all people that live in a household? This obviously applies to child beaters as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah, if you beat okay. if you beat your thirteen year old kid to the point to the war where the cops gotta come, I worry about you shooting him too. Okay. Wait, you don't think so? No, 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 no. I mean, it's just one of those things that it's like I said, like just it's it's as a part of somebody who lives in your home, and there's going to be people who say like, "Well, I'm going to spank my kid," and then all of a sudden it's going to turn into my gun getting taken away. It's just it's just another level of like domestic violence. Here. I hate doing a radio show in the in the age of Twitter. I hate it because now people are saying this to me. Didn't you just disagree with Trump on this last week? No. Listen to what I'm saying. Convict. Did means the due process happened. Convicted. I want him done. I'm fine with it. Trump was like, ah, take take the guns, then we'll ask questions. No, see, once you're convicted, questions have been asked and then answered. You've went through the due process. Once you go through due process, bro, you're on your own. You want to talk to me about the justice system being, you know, wrong and this and that. They don't get all things right and this and that. Sorry, sucks to be you, dude. You you did something that had your ass in that courtroom. You know what I mean? Like, dude, notice how I've never been in a courtroom for domestic it's violence. It's bigger. It's a bigger. It's a bigger issue there. If, if if that's the argument you're making. But as we as we speak of, like, yes, you have been convicted by a group of your peers to be guilty of this crime. Then, There's a difference then, between right. just taking somebody's gun versus them have being convicted of something and they're saying look these people are five times more likely to shoot their wives so we don't want the guns in the house but like i said i guess what the problem is there is that due process doesn't happen in the time that you get bailed out so if i bail myself out 72 hours after i've been arrested i have not gone through the process which would which would convict me of that crime so like okay now i'm out i'm out on bail i'm in my house you already took my guns you know what I mean? Like, that's where the problem right, lies. That, okay. Now, I know I had said in the previous break, I had said, yeah, maybe you just do it. Okay. I may have gotten a little carried away there. Because what can happen there is if you take the gun, the guy's going to take the knife out of the block and he's going to stab his wife. I mean, we all know. If he wants to kill his wife, he's going to kill his wife. It's not necessarily about the gun. It's really not. It's not about the object. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. That is the truest thing you're ever going to hear. Well, but like you said in that last break and in that study where you are five times more likely with a gun in your house. Now, all those people have knives in their house. You know what I'm saying? So why do they go to the gun versus the knife? The knife, right. The knife is always there. Right. So, like, there is a little bit of like no there's something about this that's unique is instead of yes you could just beat your wife until the point she dies of course you could do it you'd strangle her with your own two hands but five times more likely to be murdered when you have a gun in that household the reason why i have to be defending myself the way i do 
It's crazy for, it, it, for it's, not wanting to beat women. Okay. Right. Jesus. The way the reason why I have to defend myself the way I do right now is not because you disagree with me on beating women. It's just you're so deep in the gun camp that you don't see a reason ever that you should not be able to own that gun, which is of course crazy. I am I am a gun owner. There is a loaded 9mm and a loaded 40 cal handgun in my house right now. One in the living room, one in the bedroom. I am a gun person. I like weaponry. Okay? But that does not mean that every idiot should be able to have this. And that yes, you are going if you drive drunk, they take your driver's license away from you. At least temporarily. Right? Now, if you're for that, civil forfeiture, right? If you're for that, then why are you for this? There's no right guaranteeing my right to drive. And I'm making arguments here for other people, but that's essentially what it's going to Are you a well-regulated militia, or are you a guy with a camo hat and a handgun? Which one are you? You're not a well-regulated militia, because that's what the Second Amendment actually says. We just have extended it to mean all these other things like we do with everything in the Constitution. I am all for you owning a gun. Due process should be part of any criminal investigation. I don't even want people fired for sexual abuse or harassment until we find out whether or not they're guilty. So, dude, but if you have been, let me make this as clear as humanly possible, Twitter, that if you beat your wife and if you are convicted of such, if the government wants to take your gun from you, you will not get a swan song or a violin playing from me because you're a turd of a human being that should have learned how to keep your goddamn hands to yourself. It's that simple. We will finally figure out why you should clean your sex toys out. That will be next, hopefully, on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, what's going on? You got Stansberry here for the Wakeham Auto Family. I know the Cleveland Auto Show wrapped up yesterday. However, the sales at Wakeham going to continue. How about right now, Wakeham Subaru? You can get 0% financing for up to 63 months on the all- oh, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have uh, a four-pack of tickets for the Tadmore Shrine Circus. That's going on the 25th at the Civic Center here in Canton. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Uh, Again, this coming Sunday, 8 o'clock, on TBS, TNT, and True TV, it's the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. I can let you know that the best new alt-rock artist of the year... Judah and the Lion. Let them know. Find out who the other award winners are. Sunday night, 8 o'clock, TBS, TNT, True TV, as uh, the iHeartRadio Music Awards on television. Uh, from one professional to another, a little pat on the back right there, Stansberry. That was there good go. stuff. Kept there it all in. I know what you were thinking, but you didn't say it. I, I, that was good. Not once. Not <laughs> once. I, I will not. I will, I will not disgrace the great name. I shall not. <laughs> Dude, you guys, my, my boy was talking about meditation earlier in the day, and now look at him. He's all fired up, dude. He's a dude's out of Come on. Your boy needs the gym like Cry, nobody's business. Cry rage well, over no, here. Dude, I mean, we're taking guns away from the, like domestic violence guys, selling, you know, selling them on the street, and then giving the abuser the money. I mean, dude, I just, I can't even take it. Like, I just, honestly, I can't even take it. What about those sex toys? Let's talk about those. We are going to talk about it. All right, good. I'm losing my effing mind. All right. So, apparently people who own a flashlight never clean it. Yeah. Now, you say that as if you have 
used a flashlight. No, 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 no. My thought here is it's men that have flashlights and men can't wipe the toilet. You know what I'm saying? You've got pee all over the seat of the toilet and you don't wipe that. What on earth makes me think that you're going to orgasm and then go immediately clean out the, 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 the toy that you just, that you just you know, defiled? I mean, you won't even cuddle the human that made you orgasm. Right, dude. I'm just, I, I'm just 100% sure this is the case with most of these things. So Maddie Fricker, 39, owns a sex toy company or like a place, like an outlet where you buy them, right? Right. They have a strict company policy that when a customer returns their sex toys, always wear gloves. At her store, self-serve toys in Albuquerque, New Mexico, she says, we don't get a lot of sex toy return, but when we do... She goes, it's really easy to tell that they have not been cleaned. She goes on to say they are usually decorated with pubic hairs, mini dust bunnies, and dried up bodily fluid. They say if they haven't washed it before bringing the toy back, I can't imagine that they were washing it in between times when they were using it. And I would have to agree with her that if you're not worried about it being clean to return to the store and the judgment that comes with that, that you like if you're not worried about another human being seeing it. Yeah, I mean, like when you take your phone in to get service, like let's say, you know, you got some sort of problem with it, usually give it that good wipe off. You make sure there's no D-picks in, you know what I'm saying? And the recent photos and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, if, if I'm taking that kind of care of my phone, I would expect you to take that kind of care of your of your of your sex toy. Only 57 percent of men, which is more than I would have thought, 57 percent of men who own a sex toy only clean it. Only 57 percent of them clean it every time they use it. That's self-reporting. Yeah, that number's way high. 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 That number's way high. I'm putting it in the actual number of 30. Is what I'd, I'd say. Okay. 30% one in three of men. dudes. Okay. I'd say one in three men are that clean with their sex. Now, I don't own a flashlight, but I'll be honest with you. If it were not for the judgment of society, I may own a flashlight. It seems like a better way to masturbate. It does. It seems like a, it would be a more enjoyable way to, to do that. But and I know what you're thinking. We'll buy it online. Nobody will know. You're right. I could probably get over like you know the fear of like having to buy it in the store if I bought it online. But I would still feel the societal pressure that comes with being a loser who uses things to masturbate. Um. Yeah. That's that 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 mindset surrounds men's sex toys. There's no question about it. Now you can make the argument. I'm like, well, dude, you do whatever you want in your bedroom. But I, I mean, I know you're not necessarily going to be like to get over that as quickly. I get that. Yeah. I. I, I get that. I would be very interested to try a flashlight, but I. I mean, first of all, it's not something you can kick. They won't even let you try on the Beats by Dre's I bought over the weekend. That's They're why not I, letting you kick the tires on the flesh. That's why I am shocked you're allowed to take sex toys back. Like, if there's one thing you would think is a hey, defective, no maybe return policy. Like, you you buy it, you you bought it, and that's kind of what it is. I would think sex toys would be on that list because I mean, the last thing you want to do is get a refurbished sex toy, right? I mean, dude, that'd be terrible. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't want that. Men using the same sex toys without washing them, the semen afterwards can lead to skin and yeast infections. Men with uncircumcised penises may be more likely to get yeast infections because a bacteria can get trapped underneath your foreskin. We have always known that. You're injecting, listen to this, 98.6 degrees of semen into the toy. That's just the, the stuff that life grows out of. And when someone leave, uh, when semen leaves rather the body, it ejects at twenty eight miles per hour. 
Not at 42, it doesn't. There's a lot of biological matter that's in that's in the hot of the pocket. So it's just a recipe for bacteria to grow. Ew. Yeah. I mean now they suggest non-porous toys, such as like a glass like plug for your backside there. Okay. Or stainless steel dildos. Okay. Because they're non-absorbent there. Where like the fleshlight, I mean it's it's porous. It's meant to like you know what I mean? It's going to absorb all those things. They say sex toys can actually degrade over time if they're not cleaned properly and they'll become less effective and not so pleasurable. Much like a human. Ugh. This is a problem. I, I guess a trucker here called her once and said, I don't want to clean it. How many times can I use it? What's the magic number of times he could ejaculate into it, oh, his God. sex toy without it becoming dangerous for him to put his penis back into it ever again is the strangest call she ever got. It was from an over-the-road trucker, which I got to imagine. Yeah. Those dudes are just constantly using flashlights, right? I would assume so. I mean, like, that's, you know. Just one arm's on the arm pull, like, over the top. The other one's got the flashlight down. I um, I, I, I mean, this is going to be a problem. And as sex dolls become more of a thing and, like, it, it becomes more and more mainstream, somebody's going to have to come up with, like, the, well, how do we take care of this? Because this will be a hindrance of, like, some guys where it's like, dude, I can't. I mean, like I said. It, 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 why is it not? Why have we not figured out instead of cleaning it? Why isn't it like a removable sleeve? You just sling out of there and you flick it over into the garbage can, like a line, like a liner, like a or something lining. like that. I mean, how many of those are you going to be able to have in there? And eventually, it's going to be like, well, then, oh, well, uh, dude, I can get a, I can get a pack of 120 Swiffer floor wipes. I can't, like, they don't, they don't, they, they can't make me 120 box count of uh, of of liners. I'd be very, dude, if you're. Dude, somebody give me a review on the flashlight. Like, like email me. Like, first of all, I don't even know how much they cost. So I don't know if it'd be worth the money. But I can't lie. I am very interested to know what that sensation is like. But yet, buying it in a store feels like to me like there's no way I could ever do that. Like, ah, uh, not no way. I could, because, dude, my ex-girlfriend was really big into sex toys. Like, she was a huge fan. So we were constantly in the porn store, and, like, we were always buying weird things. Well, and do- but that's a lot different than you walking That's what I'm saying. Like, if I walked in there with my girlfriend, she was like, let's get one of these, and I'll use it on you, and then you can use this with me, and, like, this. I would be down for that. But, like, going in there alone, like, just be like, can I have the fleshlight? No, the smaller one. Like, I don't don't want any any part of that whatsoever. We'll pass out these Tadmore Shrine Circus tickets. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. A reminder, we'll be out. For St. Patrick's Day, the Sansbury Show shenanigans brought to you by Coors Light. We'll start our morning off at Lobie's at 10 o'clock. And then at uh, noon, you'll find us at the TDs on West Tusk. We'll be there from noon till 1.30. And then from 2 until about 3.30. You can find us at Falcone's Tavern. That's also on West Tusk as well. We'll be out. And we'll have Sansbury Show pint glasses for the first 50 people through the door at each location is what I'm told. And we can thank Coors Light for that as well. We appreciate it. Also... Coming up this Sunday, 8 o'clock, on TBS, TNT, and True TV, catch the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. 
is it will, uh, like I said, be on TBS, TNT, and True TV Sunday at 8. And your best new alt-rock artist of the year is Judah and the Lion. We're Congrats. actually going to give you one of the award winners every single day on the program leading up to the broadcast on Sunday night, 8 o'clock on TBS, TNT, True TV. Getting the people excited. I like it. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, a couple of guys with suits and ties that work for this company <laughs> are in the building today, so I'm making sure I'm hitting all the yeah, iHeart stuff. Hit it hard. All the high uh, iHeart stuff. What's that going on with app. the charge, though? I'll tell you what's going on with the charge, man. A huge, and I mean absolutely huge, weekend of basketball happened this past weekend. Friday night, uh, charge were able to pull off a huge victory. Felt really good. Saturday night was military appreciation night. Uh, shout out to everybody who was in attendance, but specifically um, got the chance to meet uh, number one, first and foremost, the Stark County Veteran of the Year. That was awesome. And number two, uh, my second Medal of Honor recipient I got to shake hands with. Um, So hats off to the Patriot Project for making that a reality. But this weekend, Sunday the 11th, dude, the moment we have been just waiting for, basketball takes over the Canton Civic Center. You get two events. uh, One ticket will get you through the door for both of those. Tickets available, CantonCharge.com. One of the greatest tag teams ever. I'm talking about Ohio Championship Wrestling and the Canton Charge joining forces and bringing the entertainment to the Civic Center. So really excited about it, man. I watched Sean Alexander and Lee Stone tag team Lisa Ann. (laughs) (laughs) And they're saying, hold my beer, bro. (laughs) So I think you, I think you might've been wrong on that one. I think, I think you might've been wrong on that one. So, all right, before we get out of here, I I, I want to address this. Um, I, I had left, I left Florida alone for a little while after Parkland. Right, okay. I, the Florida Files didn't seem right, right? Given what happened in in, in Parkland, Florida, it didn't seem right. right. Okay, um, so I'd left them alone, but Florida back at it. Now, where a father and daughter were arrested this last week, having sex in their backyard, Justin Bunn, thirty nine, and his nineteen year old daughter Taylor were both taken into custody after witnesses told the Panama City Police that they spotted them having sexual intercourse in a backyard. Now, both the father and daughter admitted, yeah, we were doing it. They claimed it was consensual and an isolated incident. Mm. They appeared in court on incest charges. The judge ordered them to stay away from each other. Uh, the dad's bail was set at 5000 and the daughter's was set at 1000 Bail for having sex with one of your own kids is five grand. That seems crazy to me. Here's where I have the big question, okay? First of all, if this was an isolated incident, don't you do it on the couch and not in the backyard in front of everybody? Right. This seems like we're going up the ladder. Spicing like, it up like a little bit. Yeah, right. like we, we've done this so many right. times. we got to add more into this. Like father-daughter sex, just not enough. we got to get a little bit more taboo with it. So as a guy, as a single man who is dating around, okay, there are times where I'm like, you know, you have a woman over and you're doing the Netflix and chill kind of thing and you're like, should we, what's happening? Am I reading this cue right? What do we do? How do I start making out with this person? Does this hand go here? How in the world is father-daughter sex breached? Like, how does that happen? 40-year-old dad, 19-year-old daughter, who... Breach. Who does what? What happens? I, I, I mean, really, what it boils down to here is 
this is just, I mean, it's just, it's more evidence in the face of this isn't an isolated incident. Like, this isn't like a, hey, one time your hand brushes up against hers and then all of a sudden you two are going at it. Like, I mean, that can happen. But like, this has probably been going on since this woman was a child. You know what I'm saying? And so and, now she just thinks it's and, normal. And now it's just like, you know, how do you, how do you initiate sex with your wife? You well, know what I mean? That's funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure this has been something. And that dude, and, and, and at the end of the day, I understand, like, that's the issue with incest relationships outside of having like genetically mutated kids it's like you, you there's no way to have that and be like oh well you're 19 years old i'm sure your dad didn't groom you at all of course he was dude of course he was looking at you as a sexual conquest probably from pubescent point you know what i'm saying like so you think been- there's no way whatsoever that they could not have sexual intercourse before she became 19 no, it's not no way whatsoever, but I think in most cases, I think in most cases, you're not going, he, he, this father, this man, this is just like teachers who wait until that kid's 18 or like a coach or whatever, like you were grooming that. Or that sh- guy in the Trans Am outside your kid's high school right, right now. Right, you were grooming that kid to be a sexual conquest I mean, 16 is the age of consent, man. And that's wrong. That that at its core is is, is, yeah, is like wrong. is the big issue it's I crazy. have here. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong, like you should not be having sex with your children, no. but like, it, you know. It's no, not. more more likely they've been doing this since she was thirteen. Right. She just and and is just saying that this isn't isolated. I don't know why you would think telling the cops it's isolated would would make it better. Like, there's not a cop alive that's going to be like, oh, it's oh, just the once. One oh, well, you're good. You're good. That's fine. And dude, don't have sex in your backyard for Christ's sake. Yeah, that's really what we're getting to do here. Like, here's the thing. Now, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe, maybe I'm smart. <laughs> I don't know, but like. Don't you know? Like, first of all, let's leave the law out of it, right? Leave, leave cops out of it. The neighbor knows that's your daughter. Right. And, yeah. like, even if you were the kind of dude that's going to bang your daughter, you want your friends at work to know? Dude, you've already crossed that bridge. I think once you get over that bridge, man, it is just, like, full throttle, pedal to the metal, push it forward into the weird sex world. You know what I mean? Like, weird. once you've gotten past that point, what's, what's, what's going to stop you? Interesting. I, uh, I I don't get that, dude. And here, like, I don't get that either. But like, a lot of people apparently do because this is like, and I know porn's a fantasy world, but this is like the new trend of pornography is incestual porn, dude. It's all over the place. I mean, just everywhere you look right now, it's stepmom and and and, and stepson, and it's stepmom's kind of always been part of it, right, 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 right. And I guess that's not the best, but dude, it's not. It's cousins, it's brothers, it's it is like it's it's very commonplace in pornography right now. So I won't be surprised to hear more and more stories like that. That's yeah. I mean, well, well, what's happening there? Is life imitating art or is art imitating life? And pornographers are making what you want. That's what they're selling you. They're not. They're not like, oh, you know what? I just have such. A, a high premium. It, it, the reason they're making it is because you're buying it. Now, isn't it possible that as you're scrolling through tube sites, sure, that you just see a video that looks hot and you're not really caring about the description? Because yeah. you know they're not really related. Yeah. Like once I click on it, it's just um, some dude having sex with some hot chick. We're living in fantasy world here. There's no question about it. Like I said, but like that fantasy is very real. So it's like I, I can't necessarily be surprised to find out Hold that, on. that fantasy what becomes fan- reality. What fantasy do you think that is real? The, the, the having sex with a family member? 
Yeah, I mean, like, even if you're not going to cross that bridge, I mean, like, that's the whole thing is like, yeah, are you ever going to be involved in an interracial gangbang? No, but that is a fantasy of yours. If you if you find yourself like heavily, heavily like watching that, you know what I'm saying? You click on the things you're interested in. It's not like you're right. If you do it one time and you're like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize this was a cousin's video. And like, oh, dude, maybe this isn't for me. But, dude, if you're going back to that well time and time and time again, if you're typing it in the search bar, right, this is this is you this is what you want and that's the thing too when it comes to porn like you're allowed to go into those fantasies you're you you have this open door so where you go with it that's kind of on you that's your decision you made i just i don't recommend sleeping with your daughter no, in the backyard it sounds like a terrible idea it just to me i was like i wonder who's the aggressor here like was like were they just sitting on the couch and the 19 year old like reaches out puts her hand on daddy's knee and starts moving it up his leg and he's like ah well I mean screw it I guess let's do this or is she like I I just it's like how do you what's the conversation like I have a hard enough time asking a woman who is at my house for the for the sake of having sex to be like hey you ready to go to the bedroom now and have sex now like that part's hard enough versus like now this person's related to me Ew, dude, imagine reading that signal wrong. Imagine being at like the family reunion. Grandma's got the taters on the table and there you are in the back in the back room and you think your cousin's hot and you try that and it doesn't. Oh, dude, weird, weird. Do not do not sleep with family members. Let's send you to the Tadmore Shrine Circus. We do have those tickets for back. We'll take caller 20 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Aside from that, we're done. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See you. Dan Stansberry. And his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9.